Welcome to another episode of the Coaching Business Podcast with Max Torno and Nikita Gunkowicz. As a coach, consultant, expert, or agency, it is your responsibility to make sure your business grows and thrives constantly. Especially in times like these, it's becoming more and more important to listen to mentors who not only provide you with the right know-how, but who also make sure you can execute the right steps to increase your revenue and scale. Max Torno and Nikita Gunkowicz have shown hundreds of clients how to build and scale successful six and seven seven-figure online coaching, consulting, or agency businesses. And in this very podcast, you will learn their secrets to higher profits, happier clients, and achieving more freedom. And welcome back. Max Torno here, sitting here remotely with Zach, our mindset coach. Zach, how's it going, mate? Very well, brother. Good to hear from you again. Good to hear from you as usual as well. You're still in uh, uh, Canada, right? You bet, man. Yeah, that's where I am at the moment. How is it? How how's it is it getting cold already? <laughs> I bet. Uh, a little bit. It's starting to creep into fall, but I'm on the west coast, so it's not the stereotypical like Canadian igloo situation that you would envision. <laughs> oh, it's really? Nice. So it's, it's nice. like so like Vancouver and stuff is warmer than yeah, than the sure. other places? For sure. It's like uh, no, no, if you know. if you know about like Seattle, it's like the same climate as Seattle. It's like uh, similar to Oregon even so yeah it doesn't get cold here i had i was in seattle once on my way to hawaii it, it, that was one of the most horrible trips in the world i flew from helsinki with my girlfriend to um yeah to basically hawaii but we had this layover in iceland before it was cool and then one other layover in uh seattle and we were so out of it by the time we were in seattle because we we're so jet-lagged and sleep deprived that was before I could afford flying uh, business class. That we just stood in the wrong line. We were like, gate was like 28 and we were standing at 28B. And my girlfriend, like the only smart person was like, hey, you know that over there people are boarding and it looks like our gate. And I'm like, oh, no, no, shut up. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it was our, and then we showed up and they're like, hey, you're too late. The flight left. And we're like, God. Oh, no. So we literally had to crash in a hotel next to the airport in Seattle. We were sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> and, um, and guess what? Guess what happened? I, and then, you know, of course, I slept like really badly. And because of the lack of sleep, I think I got sick. I got really hardcore sick when we arrived in, in uh, it's actually a funny story. We arrived in Honolulu and I instantly started feeling really sick, but I was supposed to have a seminar there with my buddy Owen. And, you know, I can fight through a lot of sickness. I can fight through sleep. I can fight through pain, headache, and all kinds of things. But I was legitimately so sick. I must have had like really high fever and my body was like twitching and shaking. That was many years ago. It must have been 2017, I think. And, and I was literally like, I physically cannot go and have a seminar. I'm like hallucinating. So I'm like lying in my bed, destroyed, like shaking and like halfway in a coma. <laughs> and Owen, as he is, he's like standing outside my hotel room. And he's like, hey, buddy. You want to do the seminar? He already knew by that time that I'm really sick, you know, and he knows me. He knew that if I say I'm sick, I'm actually almost dying. But he nonetheless tries to talk me into it, you know, and he's like ring. He's like on the door. I was like, hey, man, hey, man, you, you sure you don't want to do it? Come on, man. I know you're in there. And I'm literally and my girlfriend is like lying next to me and she's like about to answer him. And I'm like, Shh, don't 
say a word because when he knows you're listening, he's not going to stop. He's going to talk you into it. So I'm like, just just act like you're not there or act like you're dead because he's going to talk you into it. He's so, that's how good he is at talking into it. And uh, yeah, it was uh, very sad. Unfortunately, I could not join the seminar. It was a, a joint seminar, so it was not like only mine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, two days later, I was back at it. My, my body shook it off fairly quickly, but that night was horrendous. Yeah, that's, that's it with traveling, man, especially when you're switching with different climates like that and going from like cold and, and rainy to hot and your yeah. body just sometimes yeah. just kind of conks out. Here's, here's what's interesting. Like when I, I've always had extremely high levels of, of discipline and this is kind of also kind of fits to what, what you're doing, you know, for all the people who don't know, Zach is our mindset coach. He is... Yeah, also the mindset coach that uh, we hired as some sort of external consultant here for our clients because, yeah, I'm, I'm big on structure and, you know, telling people exactly what they need to do. But on, on, on one spectrum, people also need to work on their mindset. This is especially key for people who are operating in completely new fields. For example, if you're someone who's always been used to having a job and all of a sudden, you're supposed to be your own boss and you're supposed to keep yourself accountable. That screws your mindset sometimes. And then Zach is here to help and get people over these mindset barriers. But also on the other hand, by the way, Zach's kind of interesting for people who are, um, who have adapted the new mindset of being a solopreneur, but then they have to get over that mindset in order to become an actual business owner, you know, somebody who actually manages a team. So that's why people just love working with you, Zach. And this is why I hear, I hear it all the time with beginner as well as advanced clients to say, hey, the mindset calls with Zach really helped me. So this is just a little bit of an intro real quick in case you didn't watch the previous episode that I've done with Zach here. But anyways, let's get back to what I'm trying to say because it was interesting. I've always had such high levels of discipline that the only time I could really rest was when my body sort of as a last resort would get sick. <laughs> like... Because I would, I was, I would be able to push my mentality so much that I would just like, you know, get over my need for comfort. That it was eventually my body who said, "Okay, we gotta shut this mofo down because otherwise it's gonna work himself to death." So it could have also been back then when I traveled to Seattle that I was just overworked as hell and my body was like, "No, this guy's not gonna work anymore." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, man. It'll just set you yeah. up for for a reset, right? Because just everything thrives. Uh, in a state of balance and when that balance is like set off or it, it's kind of knocked off balance just to, due to too much um, yeah you know it just finds a way to give you a pause life finds a way mate <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> that's crazy i mean yeah my mom talks a lot about that too she's a psychotherapist she always talks about psychosomatic that it's like, yeah, it, it, it holds together. Your psyche and your body hold together. Healthy body, healthy mind. I used to have this this crazy, horrendous um, acronym called RIBRIM. Respect your body, respect your mind. Um, and it's both. Like, I see a lot of guys that are extremely fit. But they give themselves mental junk food. And I see people that are extremely intelligent. But they let their bodies go like crazy. And that's... A bad thing like you said you have to have that balance yeah no way no around qu that no question man it i don't see them as separate right i think kind of we may have uh 
like another area in terms of separation is like the work-life balance and it's all it's all information at the end of the day that you're feeding either your Mm. consciousness your psyche or your body and when we talk about the body mind those two words are connected because a lot of times people will separate the mind from the body and they'll say well they're separate because i have a mind i have a body but when you're looking at the unconscious mind we call it the body mind so this means that your your memory your memory isn't just constricted to the brain which is where we most often associate with our our memory and mind right it's in our head it's our brain but we have a cellular memory as well so you're talking about you know keeping in shape uh fitness and and physicality and so on well you have what's called a muscle memory and so oftentimes memories traumas and uh, various types of emotional learnings are stored cellularly in the body in various organs. Oh, so when geez. you're when you're consuming, yeah, you want to obviously you want to have your diet uh, in check. You want to have a proper diet. You want to be doing exercise. But also, if you're consuming negative information in the form of like media, entertainment, what do you listen to? Uh, even types of music that carry with it certain energetic vibrations will influence the quality of your cells. So it's all information. Food is information. Sound is information. Words are information. It's all information and all information vibrates at a frequency. So what is the quality of that vibratory frequency? That input then determines the output. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's actually true. Oftentimes, whenever I go to to my massage therapist, I go to, to deep tissue massage every single week. Nice. Even when I'm not in Kiev, I just find, I just find just, you know, experts in that. And they also said, like, oh, dude, you have a lot of stress locked up in you, trapezoid in your neck. That's usually also the area, shoulders, upper shoulders, upper, upper back. And um, you have that stored in there. And it's crazy because, like, I actually remember once i was in seoul south korea and i've done a really deep tissue massage there and after the massage i started crying and it was not even that i during the massage i cried from pain it was just after the massage because i guess the energy just or the stress or whatever started getting released from that and i'm like in the it was funny because i'm like in the in the hallway of the massage place and they're bringing me like some tea and I just like have like tears running down and the girl's like, oh my God, what's up? You know? And I'm like, oh no, I just feel really good. And it was, it was hilarious. Wow. That's an epic <laughs> yeah, testimonial. Like, <laughs> so good in tears, right? It just unlocked something, man, like stored and yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Do you, have you ever done acupuncture? I have, I have done it uh, maybe just a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it had a similar feeling with it. It was also in Seoul because I had some issue with my uh, uh, right upper shoulder from working out. I think I, I overdid it a little bit. And then it was funny because there was an acupuncture doctor there and he was like a Western doctor. And and I go there and I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Austria. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm in the middle of Asia. Like I'm like the only non-Asian dude walking around the street and I get the one doctor is from Austria. And he was like, he lived like an hour away from where I lived. 
and what? back in the days and it was yeah it was hilarious and he's like yeah i came here into like the 90s or the 80s or something like that and he was one of the first westerners who brought acupuncture here it was hilarious it was it was a joy a joy to be seeing that and uh, i know you and i we started talking a little bit more about traveling the other days and if you're listening to this my dear listener i was about to say viewer Actually, traveling is easier than you think, especially now. I'd almost go as far as to say traveling now is more is better because nothing's overrun. There's barely any tourists. It's it's really goddamn chill. I'm about to go to Cyprus uh, day after tomorrow. Epic. I'd love to check out Cyprus. Yeah. What goes on in Cyprus? Yeah. What's uh, what do you typically do there? Because I know you've been there regularly, right? Uh, it's 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 amazing. It's typical Mediterranean, like typical Mediterranean. Like imagine you're in Italy or Greece. It's based. I mean, it belongs to Greece. You know, so it's full on Mediterranean. Um, you got the the seafood. I'm a vegetarian, so it's less relevant for me. But it's the cool thing is there's almost only like online entrepreneurs living there because of the exact same reasons. They travel a lot. They need a home base. In Cyprus, you can have it as your official uh, home base if you stay 60 days a year there. Um, so lots and lots of people, literally just like me, who are online coaches, online consultants live there. So you have this like kind of cool little community of people that do similar stuff like you. And it's really, really beautiful, especially when you go there in spring and fall, because then it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And... I mean, you can see turtles there. The nature is super beautiful. You can go diving. You can go jet skiing. You rent a boat. Or you seriously just chill in your villa and enjoy the sunset each and every day. Every time I'm there, I'm literally just working. I treat it as my office. Instead of being here in the penthouse in Kiev, I'm just in the villa in Cyprus. I work there. And in the evening, uh, I go sit in the balcony. I watch the sun go down. And every morning, I kind of go down to the beach, get some steps in, and have at it. That's incredible, man. So it sounds like a beautiful yeah. place to not only shoot content, but live. And oh, hell yeah. they only require you to be there for a minimum of 60 days out of the year. Correct. Wow. Correct. That's beautiful. Anyways, Zach, what have you, what have you been helping our clients with lately in terms of mindset? Has there any case, obviously, we're not going to give out any personal details, but has there been any case that kind of stood out where you were like, wow, really help them there with some breakthrough, for example? You know, that's a good question. Yeah, I think a lot of, in terms of like common mindset challenges that a lot of yeah. um, either startup entrepreneurs, not only startup entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, but um, people who are more established and they're in the scaling phase. Uh, a mm. lot of the, the common challenges that I typically see are catastrophizing where Aha. right where so so someone will be um future focused and their their awareness will be in the future to some future event that hasn't happened obviously and they are setting a negative expectation so the negative expectation is based on some projected fear which is usually connected to a past experience so they'll do this and they'll be thinking about the future and they'll pro be projecting their expectation of what the future will hold based on what they've experienced in the past. So they're technically, psychologically in the past and future, removing themselves from the present 
and they'll be creating this negative scenario. And if they stay there long enough, which they usually do, um, yeah. they'll, they'll start to pro- their body will start to respond to the thoughts, and it will produce. Uh, different chemical changes within and they'll start to experience a negative state. So in the form of anxiety and stress, right? And then they find themselves just kind of burning out from this this consistent stress and anxiety and just because of where they're placing their attention. So that's... So a- it's, ba- it's, basically, it's basically they're facing a scenario in the future and they think, and because they had a similar scenario in the past that went badly... They say, oh, it's going to go just like that again? Usually, yeah. Yeah, or they'll okay. just learn that... Uh, they'll just learn because they felt safe for whatever reason in their past, or, or sorry, unsafe, that yeah. their future is likely to be more of what they've experienced already, which is more unsafety. And then they'll start to fear the future, which doesn't even exist. It hasn't happened yet. So they're literally fearing something that isn't even real. It's unreality. It's an illusion that they're in yeah. fear of. And it's the fear itself that they're creating now that ends up sabotaging or influencing their behavior or action. And then you wind up with self-sabotage in that way. So those are really... How do you self-sabot- how, how do you ha- how do you end up with self-sabotage? Well, for exactly? example, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings influence your... So your thoughts create your state. Basically, your state is your, your thought, your physical feeling, and so on. That's your mind-body state. And so if you're in a disempowering state, in this example, catastrophizing, which is anxiety, that emotional or physiological state then influences the action that you may take or not take. It may cause you to hold yourself back from taking action because they'll say, mm-hmm. no, look, don't mm-hmm. do this thing because here's what you're likely to experience. So in order to keep you safe, the mind will say it will prevent you from doing that thing because of what you're fearing because it just wants to keep you safe. And so it'll then prevent you from taking action. A lot of guys will just prevent themselves from taking action that they need to because they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're anticipating some negative event. And so you'll find up uh, or you'll wind up uh, with preventing action, uh, taking the wrong action, just essentially holding yourself back in those ways. So that's how it influences behavior. Because your behavior is just a reflection of your, your internal state. Yeah. Um, and so that's how it winds up being self-sabotage. Even if uh, you say, well, okay, is the self-sabotage only based on how it influences the action? No. Yourself, you're sabotaging yourself even when you're just feeling in a negative, disempowering state before you've before it's influenced your action. If you're feeling disempowered, you're sabotaging yourself in some way. In health, yeah. prosperity, abundance, because it's, again, we go back to energy, frequency, and vibration. So anxiety, fear, is of a certain energetic vibration. And if you hold yeah. on to it long enough, it ends up holding you back. Damn, how do you, how do you teach people to get over that? Well, there's, there's different ways. Uh, essentially, this is a pattern. For people that do it, it's a pattern. And so if it's a pattern, it's a problem. Because if you do it once, it's not really a problem. It's just an isolated incident. So because mm-hmm. it's a pattern, you then have to understand, you, you basically have to look at the, the presenting issue, which is someone says, okay, look, I'm, they tell you, look, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this. 
and I'm, I'm in the future, I'm doing such and such, and this is how I feel, this is how I experience it. Okay, so then we take that presenting issue, which is an outcome, it's a result. But people say, no, this is my problem. I have a problem. This is happening to me, right? This is happening to me. What's going on? There's something wrong with me. I must be broken, which is a disempowering misconception. It's not true. So we say, this is a result that you're actually successfully producing in your mind, unconsciously. You're just not consciously aware of what you're doing. So then we take that presenting issue and we reverse engineer what you are unconsciously doing to successfully produce that result. It's just a result you don't want, so you call it a problem. Yep. So we take this and we say, you're actually unconsciously doing this, which, serve, which ends up in someone believing, wow, okay, I'm actually empowered now because I'm at cause. I'm responsible for my life experience, not my past, not my future, not what someone else did to me, but I'm unconsciously yeah. doing to this to myself. So now I'm empowered. I know I'm not broken. Now I'm empowered and responsible for creating my own change. So we then reverse engineer that outcome. We say, so how am I doing this? What am I doing? And it's usually very simple. I've learned to project into my future a negative outcome because of some yeah. a series of past events that I've experienced that were negative. And so because of that trauma, we would classify that as a form of trauma. The unconscious mind, the ego mind is doing what it does best. It's saying this was negative learning. So we don't want to experience this negativity again because the negativity is a threat to my yeah. survival and safety. That's what it believes, right? It's not true, but that's what it believes. So then we, we simply look at this past trauma, this past learning, and then re-educate the unconscious mind using a series of rapid change approaches that I utilize and that I teach my clients to unlearn and release essentially that stored trauma so that when we heal the past, we heal the, uh, our expectation of the future and we, we end up living more in the present and not in some future event, which is based on the past. We end up being more connected mm -hmm. to the present and detached from our past. And so because of that, we're simply just not giving uh, the attention in a negative way to the future and creating these scenarios that we end up fearing. Yeah, what, but, I mean, you say, okay, we, we do this in order so we don't create scenarios that we end up fearing, but what's the difference between that and simply learning from past mistakes? Well, that's it. That's a great question is that when someone is catastrophizing, for example, they're doing, they're magnifying, mm -hmm. they're magnifying the learning, right? And they're mm -hmm. making it unnecessarily negative instead of just going, okay, it is what mm -hmm. it is or it was what it was. And I can move on from that because if someone's able to effectively process the negative emotional experience, they're not going to hold on to it and store it in an in a overly or over inflated negative way. So they're able to it, mm -hmm. it won't control them in that way. They're able to kind of just leave it where it was, feel okay about it, and it won't impact their mind in that way. But for those that are experiencing this, they're not able to do that in the same way that someone who is is capable of doing, because either the trauma was too intense 
they experienced too many events that were similar to it to reinforce this way of being. And usually that's the case. Yeah. So it's almost like they're just disproportionately hysterical about it than being kind of more stoical, which you kind of should be as far as I yeah, understand. It's, it, you know, to use the example of stoicism, you're, um, you're choosing to be, first of all, to, to exercise stoicism, you have to choose to be conscious because you're saying, I'm going to consciously decide yeah. to learn a new way of being, which is stoic. Well, when someone's doing, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing anxiety, they're doing catastrophizing, they are doing it because they're unconscious. They're not consciously deciding to suffer, <laughs> right? They're not consciously deciding. No one, would, no one would do that. Yeah. yeah. So they're being <laughs> unconscious. And so they go, they go, Zach, like, this is the way, this is what I'm experiencing. This is how I'm suffering. Obviously, I don't want to suffer anymore, but I can't seem to control this. I can't seem to get around it. And so to be, to practice stoicism requires one to say, okay, first of all, I got to, I got to learn about stoicism. And then also I'm going to actively be conscious, commit to being conscious and then applying a stoic way of being in, when I'm challenged. Right. But, but to even get huh, there, hey, you do. Okay. Hey, to, to kind of interrupt you real quick. Like you, th this blew my mind. You just blew my goddamn cool. mind. <laughs> by saying in or in order for you to be like you cannot when you're hysterical and you're freaking out you're doing something and the moment you're doing something you cannot be aware of it because if you are aware of it that you're actively right now freaking out you would be able to prevent it so what you have to do is you have to become aware first in order to stop the suffering or in your case in the case that we've just talked about in order to stop you know, kind of freaking out about a potential negative future that hasn't even happened yeah, yet. That's right. Damn. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty epic. Gotta say. Yeah. It's look, man, when you understand the nature and the language of the unconscious mind and the, 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 um, how it functions, it's really simple because yeah. anything is, um, is hard until it becomes easy or simple. And so when it's hard or challenging, it's just because <laughs> people are, are at a level of ignorance as to how things work and or unawareness. And so yeah. it just becomes uh, a question of becoming aware, learning about the nature of the unconscious, how your mind functions. And so you, it, it, it goes from being this kind of un, out of control enemy. My mind is dominating my consciousness, which it is when you, when you're in unconsciousness, and then once you learn, you take the, a yeah. bit of time to learn about how your mind works, which we're never taught, man. There's no, we're not taught in, in uh, conventional society to, hey, here's how your mind works. Here's how to make it your, your friend yeah. instead of your adversary. Because for a lot of people, it's their, their kind of their enemy it ends up being. But it shouldn't be, and it doesn't need to be. It's just about becoming aware of how it works and utilizing that knowledge to make it work for you instead of you working for it being yeah. this kind of slave or servant right how long did it uh, how long did it take you to learn about the mind in a way you can bring in awareness at least to a degree so you can become you know unlock more productivity for example um well man i've been on this journey for over a decade now and throughout that period of time my my awareness has continuously and my knowledge has gotten deeper and wider. 
Um, and so now the more, yeah. the deeper, the more I understand, the more simplified my approach has become. Um, but I don't really take it from take, like my approach really isn't to hack out more productivity. Uh, that's not really my focus or my goal, my angle here. It's about, for me, it's about understanding the ways in which one is, is being the conditioned ways of being that they've learned that we would define as sabotaging ways of being that are unconscious that we no longer want to be anymore. So it's more about letting go, unlearning how we've learned to be, which we say, this is not who I want to be anymore because this is getting in my way of success, abundance, prosperity, progress, what have you. So that once we undo, unlearn who we're not actually meant to be, the result, the outcome of that is an alignment. It's about an alignment, not an overdoing and over grinding because that would be what we would call matter changing matter, uh, which is the belief that we, everything is of matter and I can only affect change by changing matter physically, which is, um, uh -huh. now we're going to getting into the deeper level of power versus force. And so that would be a force yeah. and it has a function. It plays a role. It's just that there's a better way of doing things. And that is a consequence of doing an internal alignment so that the action, the physical action that you do take has more of an impact instead of, um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It has, it, it's just about an alignment to where you want to be, the kind of life experience that you want to have. And because everything is energy, all we have to do is find out the ways in which we're being that are out of energetic alignment so we can realign. And then we find that the outcome, the mm -hmm. consequence of that is a more effortless, joyful, abundant experience of life and business. Yeah. It's so cool to hear a guy like you talk about kind of more philosophical topics and almost like you even had, you know, some expressions in there like energy, energetic alignment, even though the context we're talking about here is in the business context. So these are not, Zach and me are not two hippies now living in a cave talking about, bro, you got to align your energies, man. <laughs> no, we're like, look. You know, we're like, we're like productive members of society. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people that depend on me in terms of my employees, and my clients. You have a lot of people that depend on you in terms of your clients. And it's cool to talk about things like that. I really, and that's also why I always reach out and say, hey, let's do another podcast episode because it's different from the other type of podcast episodes that I usually have, either if it's me alone or me with Nikita, where we talk about more the structural aspects of business But here with you, we're talking about the kind of deeper, almost philosophical aspects of business. And I got to say, man, that's pretty yeah, cool, you indeed, know? Indeed, man, it's epic. But I think, I think the, the real key here is to take it from the philosophical to the yeah. applicable and the practical. Because it can, for a lot of people that aren't familiar with these kinds of conversations and topics, it can stay in the realm of philosophy and then they go, well, okay, that sounds cool and I like yeah. it, but how do I, how can I utilize it? How can I apply this? How can it change my life? And so the real goal here is to take this conversation from the philosophical to the practical. So in a sense, it is, you could say, you could say it's practical uh, philosophy, practical spirituality, depending mm. on kind of your, your background. 
Um, but that's really the goal here, Max, is to, is to take these kind of higher level concepts and teachings and understand that they're rooted yeah. in real science um, and, and also that we can take this to the level of application so that we can set targets and say, okay, how do I want this to impact my life and my business? So we have an understanding in terms of expectation. And from that expectation, we can then uh, chart the course of the journey forward and say, okay, now based on the tools, the techniques, and the kind of the deeper level or uh, more specific stuff that we get into in the coaching, we can start to take this conversation, apply it to my mind, my body, uh, my outcome, so we can really start to see, hear, feel, and experience the tangible results yeah. of what we're That's exactly about. it. I mean, this is something I've always done, even with my first business. We did have a lot of, you know, my dating advice business. We had a lot of concepts of like, hey, this is the real world. You know, this is how you can communicate. This is how you can text. This is how you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, approach uh, strangers. If you are, even if you're just at a networking event or if you're at a bar, you find someone attractive. But and we also used to talk about things like, look, this is the inner world. This is how you can be more present to the moment because these things are having a real life application. And it's cool to you know see them adapted here in your case in the business sense, but also kind of the personal development sense. Uh, Zach, before we slowly wrap up here, where can people get in touch with you if they say, hey, you know, this Zach guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, they want to know more. Yeah, best place right now, Max, where you can find me the most is on Instagram at Mr. Okay. Zach Michael. So that's M-R dot Z-A-C-K Michael. Got it. Yeah, if you can't find him, just go to my profile, find in my followers, Mr. Zach Michael, because I follow him. So that way you can find him as well. Definitely highly recommend you folks checking out what Zach does. Like I said, he works with our clients uh, pretty closely, actually, whether they're beginner clients or advanced clients. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of lot of results coming from the uh, mindset calls that you're doing. And like I said, people still, as much as ever, are you know just really, really lauding uh, the, the effectiveness of these uh, mindset calls that you're doing. Um, what's your plans now over the next next couple months? You're just going to... Wait till the winter comes, chill there, or you got anything else planned? Uh, in terms, well, in terms of travel, I'm going to be here for the time being. Um, yeah, so yeah. right now I'm in the midst of rolling out my group program, and so I'm just focused on my own uh, coaching program at the moment. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's funny we're talking about the literal winter. It's September, man. How am I talking about winter? Winter is coming, <laughs> Max. That's why. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 25 degrees outside Celsius, not Fahrenheit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, winter is around the corner. In my, It's funny because, yeah, like I said, I'll be going to Cyprus in two days. For me, it's going to be one more month of summer. It's, oh, man. It's insane. Lucky. Yeah, Lucky. I like it. Even, even I, I, do, I do love fall and I do love spring. But, um, yeah, if I'm going to stay in Cyprus for you know two months a year i always make sure i go there just like just before summer and just afterwards so i just get longer summer and then honestly i'm so hyped about snowboarding this winter oh nice every time around the end of summer i start dreaming about snowboarding already and my body knows it's it's gonna go down soon so i'm, I'm hyped <laughs> do about you ever that. go to do you ever get out to innsbruck 
Uh, no, I never. It, I never have to because you know, I literally live within like a lot of resorts. Okay. And I never have to go. So, so for me, it's always just because I know there's a lot of great places, literally just a couple hours away from me. I know that there's also sick places like the French Alps or the Italian Alps. But for me, it's always just a hassle because I'm like, I, I can just stay at home and just drive to the resorts around me because even there I know all the good powder places and I know all the secret spots. But I've heard Innsbruck is really, really sick too. Have you been there? I have, yeah. Yeah, I was only there for a oh, short sweet, trip. Oh, sweet, man. Just kind of walked around the town. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. But so no snowboarding though? No, I was just there for like literally a few days. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, mate. Yeah. If you you know you know that next time you you make it to Europe, we're definitely gonna hang out. Oh, for sure. Whether that's gonna be in Cyprus or Kiev or Austria or wherever, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a crew hangout. We've had a lot of clients now visit us in Kiev. It's great. It's almost no restrictions here. Epic, man. Can't wait, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as usual, my offer stands, and I think we're gonna wrap things up here. Unless you have something else to mention. No, I think we forgot. I think we're good to go, Max. All right. Sounds good, mate. Well, dear listener, if you're still listening to this, which you probably are, I want to thank you very much for listening. Hey, if you want to know more about how to build and scale your very first online coaching, consulting, or service providing business, go ahead and book a free consulting call with us over at maxtorno.com forward slash call. Right, This is especially for you if you're a beginner. You haven't made any significant money yet, but it's also for you if you're currently making some money with your expert-based business, but you want to crack your first six or even seven-figure business, and head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call, book your free call there. Zach, as usual, man, thanks for your time. Appreciate that. Thanks, brother. And, uh, Appreciate yeah. it, man. You like what you've heard today? Then remember, only listening to a podcast does absolutely nothing unless you implement these learnings. Do you want to know if you're a good fit to be working together with Max and his team? Then go to maxtorno.com slash call and apply for a free consultation call. On this 30-minute free consultation, you will be told what exact steps you need to take in order to either start your own online business or scale your existing online business. You will be talking directly to an expert, and together with them, you will be learning how you should position yourself, what prices you should ideally charge, and how you can reach your target audience in the most effective and scalable way. Please remember one important thing. Your online business is not just going to scale itself. You need a mentor who has been there and done it already. A mentor who has helped hundreds of people all around the world not only get to their first six figures, but also scale to consistent seven figures a year. You want to know if you're a good fit for this? Then secure your free consultation call now under maxtorno.com call.